hands of your word brings light. We are enlightened and we know what to do. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Um, let's open our Bibles to Colossians chapter 1. And uh, it's a very popular scripture amongst us. Um, let's start from verse 9. And it says, For this cause we also, since the day we heard of it, do not cease to pray for you, that, and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you might work worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthening with all might according to his glorious power, unto all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father which has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. Paul here started the letter with this, with the expression of his desire that believers should be filled with the knowledge of the will and then their conduct. Their conduct should reflect the fact that they've had an encounter with God. Um, I, I'd like to tag, you know, this admonition, responsible Christian living. Because we also have a part to play. If we just stayed with this notion, it seems as if all the responsibility of being filled with the knowledge and all that, and our conduct is God word, you know, is God. There's an empty vessel, God will just fill up that vessel and that vessel is filled, you know. But if we continued with the same letter and we get to chapter three, chapter two just talks about establishing their righteousness, how that they are freed from the demands of the law and they should not allow anyone to, to force them back to that old Judaic you know, um, way of living. But chapter three talks about her responsibility as believers. Chapter three from verse one. If you then be risen with Christ, seek. It's a verb, it's an action word. It's an active word. If you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. So as Christians, as believers, we have a responsibility to seek certain things. And he said, those things are above. Thank God the pastor a few weeks back has talked about setting our affections. You know, verse 2 says, set your affection. It didn't say God will set your affection for you in this particular um, passage. We have a responsibility to seek certain things. We have a responsibility to actually set our affections. And... In certain affections, Paul made a distinction between those things which are above and those things which are on earth. And he says we are to set our affections on things above, not on things 
on the earth. So there are things we avoid. There are things we go after. You know, and it gives the reason that the reason why we are to set our affections on things above is because we are actually factually dead and there is our life, the core of our life, the essence of this faith that we profess, you know, is hid in Christ with God. Verse 5 of Colossians 3 says, Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth. Again, he's talking about habits. Um, Galatians will call them the works of the flesh. And he says, we have a responsibility to mortify, to kill it off. Not because um, we are overpowered. Remember, Romans already told us that sin shall not have dominion over us. But in conduct, in our behavior, there are certain things we do that we strengthen some habits. And there are certain things that we do that we kill off those habits. And here Paul says that we can kill off some habits. And verse 8 says, we should put off. Again, talks about attitude, talks about emotions, talks about some inclinations, you know, some anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy. He says this, these are things that we can actually put off. You know, so there is responsibilities laid upon us as responsible believers to also put off certain things. Verse 9 says, line not one to another. So, we have within us the capacity not to lie. And we, let's just be honest. Let's not try to overcompensate for our weaknesses to the point that we actually start lying. In fact, James encourages us to confess our faults one to another. But by the time we started living false lives to put up a facade, we are actually living a lie. And Paul does not want us to do that, you know. And there's a reason why we shouldn't be lying one to another. He says that we have actually put off the old man with his deeds. And in the new birth, we are put on the new man. So therefore, in our conduct, we yield and actively do those things that are new man-like. And this new man is renewed after the image of him that created him. Renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. Again, goes back to the essence that we need to build our knowledge of God and of his will. You know, in fact, that's what we start seeing from verses like 15. 15 talks about letting the peace of God rule in our hearts. Again, it's a choice. It's something that we have to allow. I still remember um, Sister Precious when she, you know, 
preached a message and talked about letting, you know, this is one of those lettings that we see in the Bible, you know, we let the peace of God rule in our hearts. But how can we afford to let the peace of God rule in our hearts? It's because verse 16 of Colossians 3, we let the word of God to dwell in us richly. You know, it's our choice. It's what we set out to do. There are routines that we have to develop to get the word of God in us and to allow it to gain the ascendancy over our soul. We are full of the word because it's dwelling in us richly. And the results of yielding ourselves to this devotion of allowing the word of God to dwell in us richly, you know, will be manifest. And having fulfilled these requirements, we will start to see things like verse 17, that whatsoever we do in word or deed, we are doing all in the name of the Lord and we are giving thanks you know, to God and to the Father by Him. From verse 18 um, downwards, now talks about social life and our conduct one with another, both in the family units and generally in that social economic space. You know, how wives should behave, how husbands should behave, how children, you know, should respond to their parents. And, uh, you know, the grave responsibility that fathers have well, parents, but again here, mentioning fathers first, you know, to guide the children and not provoke them to anger. You know, not to discourage the children because again, the parents have had, you know, or let me stick to the fathers. The fathers have a balanced view of engagement and therefore do not overcompensate or do not allow fear to make them do things the wrong way that can actually make the children discouraged. You know, it talks about servants, how servants should obey their masters dutifully, 100% commitment, because beyond the reward from their masters, they are actually doing so because of Christ, you know, and so on and so forth. Amen. Um, I also like us to open to Ephesians 4 from um, verse 17. Here we see what Paul was talking against you. And it says, This I say, therefore, and testifying the Lord, that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk. There's the way Gentiles walk. It says, This way is propelled by the vanity of their mind. Their mind is set on vain things. Whatever is motivating them, as far as we are concerned, is coming from a vain objective, does not have substance with God. And the reason why they are in this pathetic state is 
because verse 18 they have their understanding darkened they are separated from the life of god because or through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart they don't understand because they are strangers from god and the reason they are strangers as far as god is concerned is because they are ignorant and why are they ignorant is because their heart is blind their heart cannot receive illumination from god still talking about gentiles it says who being past feelings have given themselves over to lasciviousness to work all uncleanliness with greediness 20 but you have not so learned christ again this is you know a parallel to what we just read in the colossians but i want us to emphasize this and focus a bit on it especially because of the prevalence of some conversation thank god for technology but the ease that technology has brought is across board both for good and bad we are swamped with information overload based on good things and bad things and it's easy to get influenced especially when it seems like the bad content are in the majority so in our quest for pleasures in our quest for relaxation in our quest for entertainment who are the heroes you know that we are listening to their messages the same way we urge you know ourselves oh listen to messages get a tape get a video read a christian material you know is the same way some of these entertainment that is out there is inspired by people who have literally you know devoted their time and passion to propagate a message that is anti-christ you know they are not hiding it it's an objective and this is who they are and if we take their philosophy you know their reasoning hook line and sinker then we realize that we start working as other gentiles work so we have a responsibility remember colossians says that we should mortify we should not allow certain things while we should allow other things so by the time you look at that material that you want said to enjoy let us pass it through this prison and filter it you know does this speak about me modeling my life like an unbeliever you know or does it speak about you know right living it's our call it's our decision the video will not force us to watch it we are the ones that sit down to watch the video you know and what do we pride what do we defend you know 
yes some of us maybe because of our workplaces we have certain policies that seemingly you know is being pushed down our truth but let's recall how daniel handled the the pressures you know when he was in a foreign land by the time he got into leadership academy which was an elite school you know it's like let's say we are going to a harvard these days or a yale there were certain requirements that they were not comfortable with there and then maybe yes they've not acquired power or status but they still thank god also gave them favor you know won't rule them that out but you know they actually changed the the requirements or the prescribed menu you know by their own act of obedience to god they literally went against the king it wasn't confrontational they didn't carry placard you know but at the end of the day the wording or the provost or director whoever was in charge of meal agreed to daniel's diet and became the diet of the school they actually changed the king's prescription you know it wasn't confrontational but we know that as they progressed you know they actually got to time when it was obviously confrontational that they were not going to listen to the demands of the king because it violated their faith but i said all that to say this that we can still lead a a wholesome christian life without yielding to the excesses of the world because we have set our hearts on pursuing the things above because we have allowed the word of god to dwell in us and by the wisdom that comes from god we'll be able to guide our affairs with discretion and we do those things that are pleasing to god that are worthy of the vocation wherewith we are called responsibility has been laid upon us because we are believers we are believers and over time for some of us that may find some of this spiritual um requirements or demands or injunctions difficult not before long will actually acquire a taste of the christian way of the believers way because it is who we are because of where we are coming from and we have recall from what we saw in colossians we are putting off certain things and we are putting on certain things those are active engagements they are serious they are intentional they are not things we that happen just like that we cannot leave those things to happen stand we just know that oh these habits i've got to break them and acquire new habits habits that promote um that reflects who i am as a believer in similar vein let's look at how john apostle john um 
handles the, this topic. And let, let's open our Bibles to First John uh, and chapter two, from verse fifteen. It says, "Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not found expression in him." You know. For all that is in the world. Again, this is an assessment of what we may think we are missing out of by not following this world system. And it categorizes all that is in the world into three buckets. You know, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. And it says, you know what? These things are not of the Father, it's of the world. So this is really where for some of us the contention is no thanks to motivational speakers and some of their pop psychology some of these things have been actually elevated as the whole essence of living you know go for it be the best and all those um, high pains that they give us and making us miserable if we are not the number one in everything or anything and all that. So things are basic needs. Things are pleasurable. Loss of the flesh is not necessarily quote and unquote. Or the pride of life is in itself, as in this, the things that constitute it, you know, having a successful career, um, having resources at our disposal in themselves, you know, having a lot of money in the bank may not be bad things in themselves. But the way people get strong, you know, on the, on the wheel, you know, a rat race, and they, they 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 do all manner of things, both lawful and unlawful, to acquire them because of the motivation. Because just look at it, there's a brand of generator, and what do we call it? I better pass my neighbor. You know, it's the attitude of the world. You know, that just gets us on this rivalry and everything that we do in the world is for a show you know i'm better than you whereas there's a lot of communal love a lot of you know consideration for the other that the bible instructs us to feel nothing in our pursuit must be detrimental you know to our neighbor you know that's god's way that's god's choice you know it's not just communal for being communal it's also with the view to lead to a message of christ so we are born again thank god for that we are filled with the spirits and we speak in tongues thank god for that Going forward, day to day, we have a responsibility 
to work worthy of the Lord. And um, these few passages have emphasized activities that we should engage in. But I'll just hone in on the fact that we have the duty to let the word of God dwell in us richly. The word of God. Let's make a habit of reading the Bible, you know, because we want to know the things of God. We just want to know, you know. And like we've said over and over again, technology has made things easier. So if you can't be carrying the Bible as in the hard copy all along, you can have audio Bible play in the background and you are listening to the word and you are full of the word. And the consequence of being full of the word begins to be manifest in your conduct. That's a science to being worded. There's no other science to it. You see those people that know the Bible, that quote the Bible, they listen to the Bible, they read the Bible. Oh, I, I wish I can be like, you know, so and so, X, Y, and Z. Well, you also have to do some of the things so and so and X, Y, and Z did. And I bet you it included giving attention to the word. That's it, folks. There's nothing mysterious, you know, about these things. There's a sowing and there's a reaping. And we have that responsibility to do the sowing. God will grant the increase, but we must sow, we must water. We must do the things that are required to produce the outcome. Father, we thank you for your word. I trust that beyond the limitations of my expression, you will quicken these words in our hearts. And we thank you because passions are redirected. And your people attend to your word. And the profiting from it becomes apparent. It appears unto all. Because according to your word, if we give ourselves wholly unto these things, our profiting will show. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Do have a glorious and wonderful day.